and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist and personal trainer, and I live on a small hobby farm. I have a huge passion for bodybuilding, but I don't fall into the typical bodybuilding mold. The naysayers, they can have their bro science. Yep, I said it. I'm a natural health and nutrition nerd. Some would call me a granola, but that couldn't be further from the wrong word. I stay away from the typical processed, standard American diet, and I don't eat granola. I created this podcast to share my health journey and the many things I've learned in my quest to find what it takes to live a mindful, happy, balanced life for all humans, not just athletes. I hope to help you discover your inner nerd and help you make some hefty deposits into your knowledge bank account that can help you crack your health code. testing an individual's IGF-1 levels, then you're simply taking a shot in the dark. Um, anybody that's on some type of hormone replacement, for instance, if you're not having your hormones tested, then you don't know what levels you're at. You could be doing greatly more harm than good to any individual unless you are testing. Hello, hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. So today I have Jim Getz on the podcast. He has passed both chiropractic and physiotherapy national board exams. He also has an extensive background in the field of strength and conditioning, and he has coached a variety of athletes in strength and conditioning, ranging from high school wrestling champions to NCAA Division I football, the NFL, USA Gymnastics, NCAA Women's Basketball, Professional Boxing, bodybuilding athletes, and so much more. Jim has a huge, huge passion for the optimization of human performance, and he's really interested in biohacking to do so. So today, I have Jim on the podcast. We kind of ramble on about a little bit of everything, and I will apologize ahead of time as we did have a poor connection today, so some of the timing on what we're talking about is a little bit off, but I'm hoping you can still grab some pearls out of this. So anyway, thanks so much for joining me. Before we get started, if you could just hit the pause button and take a little trip on over and subscribe to this podcast, I would thank you for that. When I get subscriptions and I get reviews and people share with their friends, it helps other people find me. So that makes me really thankful when people do that because I don't have a lot of ads on my podcast and I just want to be able to share good information for people. So anyway, before I ramble on anymore, here is Jim Getz. I am Jim Getz. Um, right now I am in New Jersey. I head up uh, an organization known as Functionized, and our mission is to simply, not so simply, but call it simply, uh, to be a better version of yourself. So when it comes to mind, the body, uh, we do whatever it takes in order for individuals to do just that and become a better version of yourself. That's awesome. And, uh, That's great. So what are you doing to work with individuals to help them become the best version of themselves? Sure. So I've taken my background and kind of evolved, if you would. Um, I used to be a strength conditioning coach in Major League Baseball, the National Football League, and was fortunate enough to work with some very high caliber professional athletes and got to understand what made them tick and what made them better versions of themselves. I mean, a lot of individuals were able to run just on pure talent alone, but just because you're talented enough to be an all-pro or an all-star doesn't mean that you're actually performing at the top of your game. So I was able to study under some very brilliant minds in order to extrapolate the best of the best of individuals, and oftentimes we were able to do that. Um, after that, I kind of needed more, uh, really fell in love with the human body, how it worked, how to make it perform better. And as much as I absolutely loved, um, needles and blood, <laughs> um, saying that very sarcastically, <laughs> uh, typically the sight of a needle would make me pass out back in the day. I have no idea how I was able to get a few tattoos other than the fact that I'll admit that I passed out on each and every one. Of oh them. no. Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely not tattooed up. <laughs> um, so I decided to go into chiropractic. 
and really learn the body, how it moved, the neuromusculoskeletal system, and that four-year doctoral level education was absolutely priceless to learn what I was able to learn about the body, how the brain worked, uh, all the way through infectious disease and pharmacology, and the different chemical reactions within the body was amazing. Fast forward to today, being able to take all that and develop my team, which is uh, Dr. Mike, Dr. Michael Brandon, who he really likes the, the tough stuff, the, the neurology, the if somebody sneezes and their big toe twitches, you know, he wants to find out why. And my wife, Shantae, she is a peak performance specialist and uh, utilizes biofeedback and neurofeedback to get an individual's brain to literally retrain itself, utilizing neuroplasticity in order to have different firing patterns within. That's been fascinating. And then uh, myself, to be able to read lab work, to be able to um, see what individuals' weaknesses are, even breaking it down to the genetic level, being able to test telomeres and the shortening process and see if we can get them to hold off on that shortening process by different methods that we utilize. That is fun and fascinating. And even when it comes to fitness, uh, most individuals we work with, uh, I've gone from the elite athlete to the elite business executive. And the difference is the elite athlete will work out all day, every day, and their life is about training and working out and getting better at their sport, which it should. Well, the business executive trains all day, if you would, to be a better version of themselves in the corporate world. They want to make more money. So their fitness has gone from being an all-American or an all-star to um, their bank account is still growing, but so is their waistline. So with the lack of time, I've able to literally have them do their strength training in 15 minutes. Uh, depends on how many times a week they want, but many individuals, I do it once a week with them or get their cardio in in literally minutes every single week and really maximize efficiency in what they do, and it works. So if an individual wants to have anti-aging as a part of their life, I mean, that's just where it becomes a lot more fun because we can get a lot more in-depth with individuals. If it is about um, just keeping a few pounds off, obviously we do that as well, and anybody that's involved in a chronic disease process in the middle, um, as trained physicians, we're able to identify these things and utilize food, supplementation, IV therapy, things of that nature in order to get ahead and hopefully alleviate whatever symptoms of a disease that they may be encountering while achieving their other goals as well. So it, it's a lot of fun. I got to say, it's not work it, getting up in the morning. It sounds like you guys ha are into a lot of really incredible things too at your clinic. So um, that's kind of part of the reason that I reached out to you. You guys are big into biohacking. Um, it sounds like maybe you guys um, do some stuff with peptides. Do you do things with peptides? We do. We do. We uh, There are some individuals that are very much into wanting to increase growth hormone in the body. So we mm -hmm. utilize, uh, you know, growth hormone peptides. It's for research purposes only, of course. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but the, the most important part is the testing aspect of it. If you're not testing an individual's IGF-1 levels, then you're simply taking a shot in the dark. Um, anybody that's on some type of hormone replacement, for instance, if you're not having your hormones tested, then you don't know what levels you're at. You could be doing greatly more harm than good to any individual unless you are testing. So as we say, if you ain't testing, you're guessing. So yeah, when it comes to peptides, growth hormone peptides, especially as individuals start to decline with their human growth hormone levels, it's been quite advantageous before even administering pure growth hormone for them to utilize peptides in their body to actually um, get that little pump going on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said you do other IV therapies as well. What kind of therapies are those? Sure. We will utilize um, a myriad of 
different concoctions, cocktails, if you would, mm-hmm. uh, depending on need. So one of them during this time right now that has been used a lot, it's very popular, is just doing a pure vitamin C 30 gram drop. So instead of taking your liposomal vitamin C, which has been shown to be a very effective way to get in, we're now administering 30 grams per day directly into the blood vessels. And the body is directly absorbing. It's the same exact therapy that's being utilized in uh, Wuhan, China. There's clinical trials going on showing benefits so far. They don't have all the research yet in improving symptoms to those with COVID-19. And I read recently that uh, some hospitals in New York City are now applying the exact same therapy as in China. So I figured, why the heck not? Now, we're not touting it by any means as a cure. That just opens up Pandora's box to lawyers. And uh, instead of doing that, you know, we are utilizing that as immune boosting. Uh, Another immune boosters that we utilize uh, have B-complex, have zinc in it. Uh, I like the ones that we utilize with the glutathione push. So in the last few minutes, you take the glutathione and push it right in. Mm -hmm. And it's the master antioxidant. It's amazing for the liver as we age. Our glutathione levels have been shown to drop greatly. And in this case here, we're getting that nice boost. Um, I I know some supplements are out there uh, using N-acetylcysteine in order to improve growth hormone levels. Um, It doesn't work in everybody. So not growth hormone, I'm sorry, uh, glutathione. Mm-hmm. So why the heck not just get pure glutathione put in? I like to do it myself, um, minimum of once a month, and then supplement with glutathione in the meanwhile. So once a month is a push, and then for the other 29 days, or however many days there are in a month, to take liposomal glutathione to keep glutathione levels elevated. And then I personally test and administer and uh, recommend everyone gets uh, tested uh, for all their nutrients, for the vitamins, for the minerals, uh, toxicity levels, and we utilize the Nutra-Eval test by Genova Diagnostics in mm-hmm. order to do so, but minimum of doing that at least once a year, um, sometimes even six months, depending on who the individual is and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so along with, it sounds like you're doing quite a few IV therapies. Have, do you guys do like NAD therapies or anything like we that? We do. Absolutely. Yes, we do NAD therapy. That's awesome. So, um, there's a lot of different stuff going on with N- the NAD in particular, but like, uh, they say when you, I haven't personally done it, but it's definitely something that I have, um, wanted to do. We don't have a lot of practitioners here that do that stuff, but, um, uh, I suffer from really bad autoimmune disease and my problem is, is I keep it under relative control with my diet, but I, um, because I train really, really hard, I stress my system out. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, and I've really backed it off. I've been pretty good, but, um, I think, um, I had major hip surgery and I think when I did that, it uh, still had, because my body's recovering, I'm not like 100%. But um, anyway. Are you still I've, training uh, to get up on stage? Me? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I just, uh, I train <laughs> really hard and I, I train with a purpose. And um, I haven't for a while because I had hip surgery. Um, but I'm, I'm still, I don't know where I'm at (laughs) with that. Um, I love the stage and it's, um, my favorite place to be. However, um, I have to be aware of what my body's telling me too. Uh, and when I train really hard for shows and cut for shows, it's really, um, it's a little hard on my system as well. So I kind of, at this point I'm training, um, as hard as I can at the, t- like right now, I just had hip surgery. So I, I basically am doing a lot of upper body stuff, not a ton of cardio. Um, and then I'm, once I get cleared from my doctor to start being relatively normal again, um, I think I'm going to, uh, intuitively train a little bit differently and see what happens, um, to my body. If it decides 
you know, it's ready to go, then I will go ahead and step on stage again. But, um, like, I have to be ready. Oh, of course. No, I'm just so. curious here, not to get too off topic, do you stay relatively uh, close to stage ready? No. Before you start cutting? Nope. No. Okay. I, uh, I typically, in between seasons, I gain about 40 pounds. I seem to have this happy space where my body likes to be one certain weight. And until it achieves that weight, I am not a comfortable person. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty crazy. Like uh, uh, my stage weight, I'm usually about 114 on stage probably. Um, and then in the off season, I always sit at around 145 pounds. So um, I just kind of, that's where my body wants to go. And I don't feel good until I'm there. So um, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like I have this little rut, you know, it's just like your car going down the freeway. Uh, it, you know, you, you, there's one place it likes to be. Usually it's above the speed limit, <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of how my body is. And I, I eat extremely clean. I don't believe in bulking or anything like that, but that it's just, it's natural place it likes to be. And, I feel good there and I don't feel mm-hmm. tired and sluggish. And so, yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at. That makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. You got to be able to be comfortable every single day to walk around and sit there. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, especially I've noticed with the autoimmune being super lean, like I ran one season, um, I was about one twenty five, one thirty. Um, all summer and I basically had a diet to stay there and I didn't feel optimal. I was tired. I suffered from fatigue, you know, um, I just, I was overtrained, I'm sure, you know? (laughs) Uh, and so, (laughs) but I notice if I just intuitively eat, I don't count my calories and get all crazy. Um, I do really well, um, just kind of doing everything intuitively, like based on how my heart rate variability looks based on how I'm feeling as far as hunger goes. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat, which I found I eat a lot less when I am not hungry um, versus the traditional bodybuilding um, stigma that you got to eat five meals a day. (laughs) You know, Uh, sometimes I'll go 18 hours fasted and I have noticed that didn't used to be that way. Um, but I've noticed since I have included a lot more fat into my diet now, I'm much more satiated and I don't need to eat constantly every two, two and a half hours. That's something since I've worked with uh, a handful of bodybuilders, I've always been a little bit outside the box in my own thinking, you know, using science, science, not bro science or gym science I say J I M science instead yeah it's kind of along the path that you are going with where you are eating more fats you are using intermittent fasting I mean the science is showing you're not going to be losing uh, muscle tissue in 18 hours so you got nothing to worry about in that aspect of it where so many people think if I don't eat every couple hours I'm gonna lose all my muscle but instead a lot of individuals are actually gaining so much body fat it takes them so much longer to get that body fat off and are sacrificing muscle when it comes to that cutting stage as opposed to staying a little bit more level even along the way, if you would. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely, you know, also post-show, I think um, having a higher fat diet helps you not because your hormones get kind of messed up when you um, cut for a show and get extremely, extremely lean. And when that happens, you know, coming out of the show, you also are ravenously hungry, right? And you don't have that, you don't have that end point anymore. And it's some people have a really difficult time, um, not going out and binging on all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, and so when that happens, you're, you're set up for disaster, but fortunately, Um, I came out of this last show and decided to go completely carnivore. And that was one of the best uh, moves I've made so far um, in this sport because I was satiated. I was eating a lot more fat and I was eating protein and I had, you know, zero carbs, you know, (laughs) and I felt, but I didn't go into ketosis because of gluconeogenesis. I was still, you know, too much protein to go into ketosis, but I was, um, 
eating super high protein and then higher fat and I was satiated all the time. And that kind of started this trigger of running experiments on myself Mm -hmm. as far as where my blood sugar is at, what's happening, uh, all sorts of that fun stuff, um, which led me to um, decide to go a more keto approach to things. Um, when I say keto, I don't say I don't, I'm not a dirty keto dieter. I don't eat keto bread. I don't eat uh, keto little Debbie snacks and, and anything that says keto on it. Um, I keep things very basic. Um, I eat lots of eggs, meat, oils, you know, um, and uh, really basically, I don't believe that you need to be fancy about what you're eating. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a very basic eater. <laughs> so meat, maybe vegetables every once in a while, but uh, definitely lots of fats, avocado, um, nut butters, things like that. So, have you yeah. The, have you tried the keto water? No, <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there, though. <laughs> I actually saw there's a container that says keto water. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're saying the Little Debbie's keto cakes. It seems like most every company now is using the term for marketing and it seems to work well, but a lot of the ingredients, if you have two of those little Debbie's cakes, you're not in ketosis so much anymore. No. And it's kind of crazy. I look at this stuff and they're like, Oh, I'm ke-. I had a woman that I was working with and she kept saying that she's like, no, I'm doing the keto diet, but it was so much um, pseudo food. Only it was labeled keto. And I was like, you know, you're just, and then she's like, I just don't know why I don't lose weight. I've struggled with weight my whole life, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, but the thing was, I was watching what was being consumed and I was like, you know, you're not giving yourself, you know, sustenance, nutrients, things that are fulfilling to your body. You know, it'd be an entirely different story if you were to get yourself a big old ribeye and a couple of vegetables, you know, (laughs) like... I mean, uh, which I'm not against ribeyes. I mean, I that's how, kind of people are like, oh, you eat so boring. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I bought <laughs> several prime ribs at Easter while they were on sale and I smoked those babies up. And let me tell you what, that's not boring. <laughs> no, it's not. A lot of individuals, <laughs> when they are cutting out carbs from their diet, they do. I, I hear the same exact thing. It's so boring. I don't know how to eat. And I, I'm like baffled. I'm eating so much fat and delicious foods. It, it's amazing what, what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. A, a lot of individuals, as you've probably also seen, seem to be turning to, as they say, go keto. They make it a fad as opposed to any type of lifestyle. And you know, all research shows that whether you're on a ketogenic diet or if you're on a high-carb, low-fat diet, I mean, there are going to be a lot of fluctuations in hormones, which we like to balance out properly. But you can lose weight on either one. And just because you're on keto, you're not going to lose any more weight than you would be on a high-carb, low-fat diet. But it seems that when people so-called go keto, they are cutting out all those crappy processed carbs, which is really why they're actually losing weight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You get rid of the processed stuff, and um, I think you find things change immensely. So. They they lower inflammation, and inflammation, as I've found, is to be the number one cause of weight gain and chronic disease. So get rid of inflammation, be healthier. So we kind of jumped down a rabbit hole there when uh, we were talking about competing and things like that. But um, so we, I, the reason I was telling you about the NAD uh, therapy, Mm -hmm. they say when the first couple times you do it, it's pretty brutal as far as (laughs) doing it because you have a lot of. Um, senescent cells that need to be cleaned up yes. and uh, that can be a little bit on the uncomfortable side the first couple times that you do it. Yes, uh, that's a complaint. Also, the time frame, it takes all day to do it where mm-hmm. all the other IVs mm-hmm. we do, if you've got some good veins like myself, I'll be done in 35 minutes. Um, other people, an hour, hour and 10 minutes, but yeah, the, the NAD, it, it's an all day thing and it's a all month thing. I mean, you got to be doing it daily. Interesting. Wow. So how long did it take? Because I, I like I know I've listened to a lot of um, information from like Craig Conover and things like that. And they they have now developed like NAD pushes and uh, they for some reason seem to think that that's a, a good way to go. But it's pretty, 
pretty brutal to do <laughs> according to what I've heard. Yeah, it's it's not comfortable. Typically we're still doing the the drips. Um yeah, people don't like pain. People don't like the discomfort. So if somebody can just sit there, if I mean if they're bored watching Netflix, that's a lot better than uh any other symptoms that they may undergo. Mhm. So when you do these NAD therapies, you said it takes um several days or like it takes all day but then you said you have to keep coming back right. how long before your initial T- treatment is done the, typically someone will go through it and do it for an entire week um and it can take anywhere from five to eight hours a day depending on the individual so do you have a lot of people is this a common thing that you do the nad therapy it's not overly common i wish it were it, it i found people are only happy as what they're doing in that moment I mean, that's where people can't get out of their phones. People, you look down, what are you doing? Um, We were at Great Adventure with the family last summer. Literally, a guy gets off a roller coaster. As he gets out of the car, he pulls out his cell phone. And I'm not spying on him by any means, but I couldn't help notice that he pulled up Instagram immediately. And he's not posting anything. He's not doing anything other than scrolling through it. So... That seems to be the attention span of so many people that I've found and the health Mm -hmm. of so many people, even though that we're going through it, I seem to feel is more of a growing health conscious trend. The time, the attention span is so narrow that you got to tell people what to do. And they still with that may lose attention span from the time that you start to do it and administer it. If somebody mm-hmm. can't come and work out for 15 minutes once a week, they're never going to go to a conventional Globo gym for five hours a week. So when it comes to administering these types of therapies and doing the testing, even if we have a nurse coming to their house, they seem to put it off for something else, that red shiny ball that pops up that they may be jumping for something else. It's far and few between that I find individuals that want to be that better version of themselves on all levels, not just talk the game, but actually follow through on the game. Busiest and most successful people that I know find that time. Those that are making Mm -hmm. seven, eight digits a year are the ones that I promise they are working 14 to 18 hours every single day, but they find that 20 minutes for meditation. They find that 15 minutes to get their exercise in. They find a way to get their IVs. Uh, I love it. One guy, um, (laughs) it was during the football season. He said, I don't have much time this week for IVs, but I've got time today. I'm going to watch some football. And the nurse came in, and him and his wife, they sent a photo. They got IVs in their arms, and they're watching a football game. (laughs) Whatever it takes, they find a way. They will literally stop work for a moment to get their blood drawn and then go back to work or be on the phone with somebody while they're getting their blood drawn so we can get their labs done and on our side interpret them. These individuals are driven to be the best version of themselves in all aspects. So, I mean, to me, it's personally frustrating when individuals say they want to be a better version, but something always comes up. You know, you're supposed to be somewhere at 9 a.m., Oh, something came up. All right, once in a blue moon, if that happens, it happens. But if it happens week after week after week, that's the frustrating part. So can everybody get these done? And can everyone get the testing and be monitored and really, truly thrive? Absolutely. It doesn't take anybody overly special for that. It just takes some type of intrinsic motivation, something you're not going to get from a reward of a piece of cake at the end of the day. Because you can have that cake mm-hmm. for breakfast if you truly felt like it. But somebody that's just driven. I'm sure you've seen it, and it sounds like you are yourself already. It seems like you're biting at the bit to get up on stage, and you just had your hip work done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to behave myself a little. Uh, I don't know if you know who Brad Kearns is, but uh, he's a, a pretty famous pro triathlete. And uh, I had him on my podcast, and we had a great talk about uh, – about pushing it too hard sometimes because that's also a thing mm-hmm. um you can have too much of a type a um personality that pushes 
you a little bit too hard and you have to know when to listen to your body and start realizing, you know, when, when things aren't lining up with your stated goals. (laughs) So I have to really um, tune in to what our body is telling us rather than just seeing a goal there and doing whatever it takes to get from point A to point B, we also need to strategically plan the journey there because if we show up to point B with a broken foot or uh, some kind of health condition or who knows what, then our journey there was was not done the way it needed to be. So the execution of the plan is very important as well. And so that's always something I have to keep in mind with myself. As a nutritionist and a personal personal trainer, I understand 100% what you're talking about because I have so many people that they get in touch with me. They they want me to do their food, do their workouts, help them out with things. They get it. And then like a week in, they start missing meals or not training or who knows what. And there's two pieces to that puzzle. There's people that really like the idea of making changes, but then they have a hard time making the time for it. Or there are coaches that make things overly complicated as well, right? So there are two pieces to the puzzle there. And so you have to try to make things attainable for the general public too, because I find a lot of people, it they're, it's hard for them to branch outside of the, the their day-to-day thing that they've been doing. And so like the other day, I... I wrote this recipe for like a dessert, nice, clean dessert for somebody. And my mom was like, well, why did people need to have sugar? They just need to get that stuff out of their life. And I said, well, here's the thing. I said, when it comes to client adherence, right, I would rather have them having this. It was like a sorbet made out of like banana and stuff. So it was, there was no added sugar. It was relatively healthy, but the it was just a treat for somebody. And my mom's like, I don't think we'll see why people need to have treats all the time. And I was like, well, if that is the difference between a client sticking to their plan or going out and getting something that, that would be far worse, I would rather have the option there. But yes, it's very difficult. You see it a lot. A lot of people get these grand ideas and then unfortunately they have a difficult time executing them. Indeed, And that's why, I mean, personally, I like to surround myself with individuals as my own team because I've been told same way, you know, you're pushing it too hard. You can barely walk. (laughs) You're supposed to be in a competition. Um, You better be able to actually run and not be hobbling around here. So yeah. Okay. I get that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So sometimes we have to, for my next competition, I heavily considering coaching myself. But here's the thing is I need to have good people on my side, which I do have wonderful people on my side that can be like, hey, back it off a couple days here (laughs) or uh, uh, take it easy, take a rest day. Like I need somebody to, to look objectively at it as well, because it's definitely hard as an individual to look at things objectively when it comes to yourself. 100%. I mean... We, you know, you're sick, you know what's wrong with you, but sometimes it takes a doctor to tell you, um, okay, here's what you actually need to do, not just suck it up all the time. Uh, there was a individual I was coaching, and she was getting ready for a competition, much like yourself, going through that phase of life sucks worse than sucking could ever suck at this point. Things get pretty mean yep. <laughs> towards the end of it. She so. had nothing left, I could tell, had lost all pizzazz and passion taking that step back. But if she was coaching <laughs> herself, never would have happened. But So back to some um, therapies here and things like that. I want to talk a little bit about some biohacking you can do while you're mm-hmm. stuck in to kind of help you keep making improvements and stay Absolutely. healthy. One of my favorite, favorite ones I've been using this for many, many years, is blood flow restriction training, uh, also known as Katsu. And it was developed decades ago, actually, in order to rehabilitate from injuries faster by obstructing blood flow to an area, uh, going through motion, and then when you remove it, you get a just an influx of the healing mediators, cytokines and leukins, and growth hormone. Uh, comes into the area as well. The results that individuals get is so much faster when you restrict blood flow. You're restricting oxygen to the area. 
I mean, you're restricting the oxygen, you're going to burn up the glucose much faster, so your body's going to start actually utilizing body fat at a far greater rate. Your muscles are going to turn to type 2 fast twitch fibers, which are going to become more hypertrophic and stronger much faster as well. And especially when individuals, they don't have the weights that they want to utilize, you can use anywhere from 20 to 40% of what you're going to be using as your one rep max instead of your 70-80%. And so you can use the lighter weights, you can use body weight and calisthenics in doing so and still get absolutely amazing gains when you don't have the resistance that you may need around. And it's pretty easy to do and utilize the bands that you can get. They've got some really good ones. I recommend uh, more of a bungee material than just the get your muscle pump. Then you're not going to be able to move anymore. You have to keep on loosening it and loosening it and loosening it, which the actual tightness should be about, with it said, 80% of total occlusion. And that's a lot of guessing. I mean, if you can't feel uh, feelings anymore or you're losing color in your limbs, then you know it's way too tight. But if you have more of that bungee material, mm-hmm. which you can get on Amazon for like 20, 30 bucks, and some pretty decent ones too, then your muscles will be able to expand the proper way, and you're not going to occlude blood flow altogether totally. We don't want to lose limbs here. We want to benefit yourself. Uh, individuals can mm-hmm. even put them mm-hmm. on their thighs and go for a nice long walk. Uh, it's not designed to be going all out when you're wearing them for short periods of time. It's more of a um, sustained activity. You get a trampoline, you can bound minutes or so using them, get even better effects. Uh, a jump rope, uh, if you don't have a jump rope or a trampoline, you can just jump up and down in the yard. And I recommend even going barefoot where you can do some earthing at the time, uh, get a little bit more grounded there, lower cortisol levels as you're utilizing the blood flow restriction. You're getting the bounding in, you're getting your cardio in, you're improving your VO2 max while you're doing it, your ability to uptake oxygen. And these are ways to really combine for time and for efficiency with not even having any equipment really at all. Exercises that are so beneficial and uh, you can get everything you need out of a bodyweight exercise. And honestly, in a lot of people that have been training um, full speed ahead for who knows how long the really serious mm-hmm. gym goers it, it definitely can be of a huge benefit to take a step back and start working more on stability muscles and things that you have maybe been neglecting while lifting absolutely. heavy weight absolutely just stand outside on one foot see how long you can go switch i mean basic stuff exactly it's pretty yeah, it's pretty crazy how mu- how much hard work it is to be standing on one foot. Trust me, I'm going through PT mm-hmm. right now a couple days a week. I know how hard it is to stand on one foot for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a step back and starting to do glute bridges, box mm-hmm. step ups, lunges, all sorts of stuff, single leg deadlifts, things that are really functional as well, healthy for your body movements that you should be making anyways. I find personally the activities without weights are far more grueling than being able to pick up a barbell, you know, one to five times and that's that. And because it keeps Mm -hmm. on going (laughs) and your body's just having to recover and recover and recover the entire time. It's amazing that, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very happy to hear that you have some individuals that are still sticking with it. There's a great opportunity to get outside. And that brings me to another thought here. Uh, a really important part in your biohacking your sleep. Can you talk about that a little bit? So that's one of the things that we specialize in is sleep, getting individuals who haven't slept in months to even years getting them to be able to sleep. So we can go with a few of the basics of having a routine. It is so vital for individuals to have a routine, not to go to bed at 2 a.m., then expect the next night to be able to bed at 9, 10 p.m., then maybe 11 p.m., then back to 9. It just doesn't happen. To have that same set routine night after night after night after night. While individuals are enjoying Tiger King and whatever else they may be binge-watching at night, TV is a stimulus to be able to turn that off an hour or two before bed, do another activity, you know, 
it's okay to actually read a book that's not on a screen. Um, if individuals are going to be watching television, I like using the blue blocking sunglasses, and they don't have to be the true darks. You can get a pair. I've got my pair for 15 bucks off of Amazon, and they don't look all yellow-fied. It is a clear pair. Uh, I've tested them on blue light surfaces, and it blocks out the blue. These glasses are not for the eyesight. It's just to block the blue, which is going to turn off the beta waves in the brain and just calm yourself down a little bit. Uh, those are big right there. And turning off the cell phone and turning off the computer because there's so much constant stimulation. At least with TV, there's the stimulation of the blue light coming out and whatever might be on it. I mean, you watch an Ozark before bed, you're going <laughs> to probably not have the best of sleep simply because of that negative type of intense creepiness that kind of happens in a show like that. If someone's going to watch something, mm -hmm. comedy, something lighthearted, something that lets the mind numb out, I'm not too old to admit I watch cartoons. I like cartoons. I'm going to stick with cartoons. So if I'm going to watch something at night, it's probably cartoons with <laughs> glasses on. At least you go into bed not intense like that. When you get to the bedroom, you know, mm -hmm. don't bring the phone in. If for some reason the alarm clock has to be your phone, you turn on airplane mode. You don't turn on the phone. You keep the phone as far away from you as possible. The room should be between 68 mm -hmm. degrees and 72 degrees, which is supposed to be the prime temperature. And you do feel a difference. Uh, I've hit 68 and it's a little too cool for me at times, but 70 is like perfect. Those two degrees really, really help. Uh, before going to bed, even at that point, taking a, a warm shower. Um, I like to do the cold shower therapies more in the morning. And the warm kind of helps me personally drift off to sleep a little bit better. Uh, just relaxes you. And having heavy blankets is a big one on your sleeping surface. It gets that uh, mm -hmm. maternal feel, believe it or not, when we were in the womb that we feel comforted. Well, in the same way, you know, as we grow, we still need that feeling of comfort. So if we're in a nice environment that's comfort, uh, some individuals need some white noise in the background, and that actually helps soothe them. Personally, I like it silent. I don't want to hear a cricket. Uh, I like how Dr. Mercola has actually gone a few steps further and made his bedroom literally a Faraday cage, and that is definitely on my things to do and accomplish, uh -huh. and I've been looking into how to do that even with the facility we have now and bedroom from the cage to the paint to you name it it's going to prevent all electromagnetic frequencies from coming in there to allow your cells to truly rest in the way that it's designed to do um, right there's a lot of data out there talking about emfs and how it interrupts mm -hmm. things uh <laughs> recommend i mean there's even a bunch of studies that were just published that talk about emfs and kids with yep. adhd and so they actually recommend that you shut your wi-fi off at night like your yes. home your box in your home um anything that's going to be putting out a digital mm -hmm. wave put it on a timer have Absolutely. it shut off at night that's pretty crazy that you know you have all these waves around you that are actually uh, giving you fatigue right. and you don't even know it out. you know and causing an improper function of the cell membrane. So these calcium-gated channels are not operating properly, and you're just getting overdrive. Your mitochondria are super pumping out when they don't need to be. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot that can be said about EMFs, um, the, the waves from 5G technology. Yeah, that's yeah it's out pretty. Now. Um, yeah, that's another really worrisome thing. Like, it's not everywhere yet, but I'm sure it will be sh soon. And there's a lot of bad juju that's going to come along with that, I think. guy who uh, just set up our new office for us with, go figure, Wi-Fi. Um, he said when he's up on a 5G tower, he said within moments, he gets severe migraine headaches and is extremely nauseous. And it lasts the entire day. He loathes having to go up and work on a 5G tower. Because he knows he's going to 100% get sick. Holy it's cow. Last for days. That says a lot. 
we're kind of in a scary world right now, if you think about it. And I try not to get overly stressed about things like that. But we've got this virus stuff going around. We've got they're going to develop a vaccine mm-hmm. for that. That's concerning to me, especially coming from a more holistic side of things. Um, I don't know that I will be, you know, doing any kind of vaccinations for <laughs> anything myself. But everything is so polluted now as far as the vaccines and things go in, in Western medicine. Uh, so there's a lot there that's there's some mm-hmm. scary things we got 5g we've got this virus thing floating around that they're making all sorts of <laughs> great medications for i'm sure you know <laughs> it's just it's a kind of yeah, interesting place we're in right now. right now with the emfs 5g um even whatever may be in the vaccines um and even tying into what you're talking about with sleep i like to also utilize the pulse electromagnetic frequency for sleep and cellular restoration. Uh, when it comes to sleep, using three hertz, there's a device um, I use called the Bellaby. And it uh-huh. is a personalized sized pulse electromagnetic frequency generator. You can actually utilize it with an app on your phone and program whatever uh, hertz that you're looking to get out of it through there. And using three hertz for a lot of individuals, hour before bedtime, has done absolute wonders now using a 20 hertz you can use for injuries so perhaps your hip might help heal it a lot quicker um restoring cellular function um depending on what the function is program it to those hertz and applying it to that area it's it's a it's a game changer and i know there's some large devices that individuals can get that you can i mean you can get some Big, as you know, PMF generators that can cost anywhere from $20,000 to $100,000. But this one here is around $100, mm-hmm. $150, bucks, and the app that you can get on your phone is free. Um, there's other devices that I've gotten off of eBay before, but it seems that those generators just don't last as long as the app on the phone. So I've actually taken the parts from those generators and plugged into the phone and it works the exact same way as the PEMF of the Bellaby. So that's definitely a way to kind of recharge yourself. And as I was talking earlier about earthing yourself and grounding yourself, this is a type and a form of grounding because when you're in connection with the earth as bare feet, you are getting a different frequency than you're getting bombarded with around you. The same way here with the PMF generator, you're getting hit with mm-hmm. a different frequency, so your cells are going to harmonize for that frequency that it's being bombarded with. I find that more frequently than yes. not, people are looking at and their it's phones. Winding them up. Yes. And that's a huge overstimulation. Yeah, it's a huge overstimulation. They're like, well, I need it to wind down, but you're looking at all of these, especially on Facebook. You get, you get Facebook, uh, Instagram, like a lot of the common yep. offenders that people are on at night, and uh, you are seeing. Lots and lots of things that are overstimulating yes. to your brain, right? People complaining about things like there's not <laughs> a lot of really happy, happy, joy, joy things on social media. And uh, you're filling your brain with that, not to mention looking at a screen for bedtime and that it can be yeah, really detrimental 100%. to one's sleep. 100%. I mean, just talk before, just numbing yourself out in a far better way, getting a, a good, enjoyable book, having a gratitude journal, big on that write in the things that you're most grateful for for the day before going to bed instead of seeing pictures that you want to look at for a few moments about death and destruction somewhere around the world. Also, I recently started doing magnesium like probably 30 minutes Mm -hmm. prior to going to bed and I found that to be pretty beneficial in the uh, the, how well my sleep is. I have some deficiency in whether it be magnesium, another really Mm -hmm. good one that individuals have been uh, benefiting from is audiovisual entrainment. Um, that will knock me out to none end by using proper binaural beats, um, the visual uh, stimulation, and using trans direct cranial stimulation on the right setting. Um, a forced meditation forces the brain to literally turn off and get into that sleep mode. It can also be used for meditation, can also be used for actual energy, um, for many different things. depends on what the setting is and the frequency coming out of it. But I'm a big, big fan of audiovisual entrainment. Yeah, I work in a dental practice as my day job, and we, we went to a new calm platform 
to help people calm down for That's treatment it's and it works out really well yeah i mean rather than nitrous and things and it's really crazy because you'll ask people they these headphones so there's headphones there's um a cream that goes with it which i'm not 100 percent sure on how all of that works but um there's headphones that has that that beat in it it's at a different hertz level so and then um there's a little like tens unit that that uh, goes on and this all goes in conjunction and you'll do the treatment on patients and say you're doing a root canal and it's a couple of hours they you'll ask them when you get done you know how long they thought they were there and they'll say like 15 or 20 minutes yes (laughs) yeah yeah and it, it and it actually took a while right but the crazy thing is is that it was actually not not that long but because they were in this kind of i don't want to say trans but this meditative state it made their treatment not seem as long as it actually was well if people want to find you how do we go about doing that www.functionize.com that's f-u-n-c-t-i-o-n-i-s-e-d.com on facebook and instagram also at functionized or you can email me, support at functionize.com, and I'll get back to any questions, comments, concerns, anything that uh, anybody would like to discuss. Awesome. And I'll have you send all that to me, um, and I'll put it in the show notes, too, so awesome. that people much, can reach out to you if they'd like. Well, that about wraps up another episode with me, the Fit Farming Food Mom. I'm so thankful you took the time to join me. And I will put all of Jim's information in the show notes, as well as a full bio on him so you can see what he's been up to and what he's into. And if you want, take a little visit on over to his website at Functionized or find him on social media. Anyway, until next time, everybody. 